All right, we serve a mighty big God. He is so good to us, and I'm so thankful to be here today. Glory, glory, glory. So I'm going to try and do this and give it just like the Lord gave it to me. And it's like he just had me all over the place. Um, So a few weeks ago, as you know, uh, we've really been getting down into the word because the Lord loves us. That's the reason why he brought us here to KSL, because he loves us. So when Bishop was going over the six rules of prayer, and I have been going back through um, SoundCloud, just listening to it and listening to it and listening to it, because it really just, I was in awe when she was giving it, when she was just going over, because I had never heard it like that. So um, while she was giving those rules, the Lord spoke, and he said, and I knew it was strange, but I went ahead and wrote it down, still keeping up with my notes as she's going over the rules, but he said, will I ever be enough? And I was like, what? (laughs) Will I ever be enough? And I wondered what the Lord was saying, but I knew it was the Lord saying that because, I mean, why would I be thinking, will I ever be enough? And so when Bishop Collin asked me to speak, you know, I heard him say, we need a revelation. And I said, okay, we need a revelation. So the first thing I wanted to do was to look up, you know, the word revelation. And it says, a surprising or previously unknown fact, especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. And then it says, the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So I still, you know, I wanted to know what the Lord was saying. So um, it seems like every time I got in my car, the Lord started talking. But I'm driving, so how can I write? So I'm saying, okay, um, what's going on in the house that I'm not hearing you talk about this, but I know we're told, um, you know, not to... Uh, when you have someone in the house, you have to be careful and, and, you know, quiet and do things the way God says. So, okay, if you want me in the car, I'll get in the car. Uh, so as I was driving along, um, you know, the Lord continued to talk. And so I heard him say, you know, again, my people need a revelation. The Lord was saying our eyes and our understanding need help. I said, okay. Uh, So the first scripture that the Lord took me to was Ephesians 1. So if you will turn there with me, and we're going to get on into the word as the Lord gave it. And I love how um, Brother Miguel this morning, you know, kind of really gave a revelation to Luke. You know, we always have heard about good measure, pressed down, shaken together, when it's time for offering, but he went a little further with it. And that's, again, he said, my people need a revelation. You know, Bishop was saying that the Lord is tired of his people struggling. And the only way that struggle is really going to subside or stop or lessen 
is if we get an understanding or a true understanding of who we serve. Okay? All right. So we're really going to read all of Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 1, up to verse 19. So it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Jesus in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Again, we were told the Lord wants to bless his people. The Lord wants to bless us because he loves us. According as he chosen us, you're here because you're chosen. And before the foundation of the world, God knew us before the foundation, okay? And he had already had, you know, in his thoughts, in his heart, that he wanted good for his people. But, of course, sin came in. So, uh, you know, he, he, the Lord sent his son to die on the cross, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'm just going to get back in the word. All right, so verse 4, according as hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We have to show that love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to good pleasure of his will. Mm, That's good pleasure to praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace is all about him, wherein he hath abound us towards us in our wisdom and prudence. That wisdom, we've got to have wisdom having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath proposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So again, it's not our will, it's his will. And when the Lord was getting, you know, um, getting ready to go to the cross, he went to God and said, not my will, but your will. So we're still all in his will. So in whom also we obtain an inheritance predestinated, I'm going back to 11 because I like that, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that ye be believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Thank you, Jesus. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession 
unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That revelation of the knowledge of him. How are we going to get knowledge of the Lord? By getting in his word. So the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is exceedingly greatness of his power to usward be believed according to the work of his mighty power. The Lord really, you know, he loves us so much. And I was just thankful that he gave this to me to share with you all. So I wanted to read verse 16 uh, through 19 from the Amplified Version. It says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Just remember the Lord, uh, Bishop just told us, he gave, she gave us a prayer list. So we need to remember each other in our prayers. All right, then 17 says, I always, that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, meaning that he gives you a deep and personal and insight into him, into the true knowledge. Whew, thank you, Jesus into the true knowledge whew, of him. For we know the Father through the Son. 18, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, be enlightened, flooded with the light of the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation. 22, the year of expectation. So God's word is really in this house Amen. all the way around. Amen. It says to which he called you the riches of his glory, the inheritance in the saints, God's people. Are you God's people? Amen. Amen. And so in verse 19, so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? You may want to ask yourself that. Do I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. As I said when I got up here, we serve a mighty big God. Amen. You know, and again, Bishop told us, God don't want his people struggling. He's so tired of seeing his people struggling because of lack of knowledge and faith. He loves us and wants us to obtain and retain the word for our lives. The Lord loved us so much that he led each and one of us to a place where the word is taught. So then 
I thought it strange, but okay. The Lord took me to the mission of KSL, which is to educate through the preached gospel a message that will cause souls, not just souls out there, but souls in here, to be one for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So remember, without faith, we can't believe, we, we can't please God. So if we don't have faith, and I know it, it, it takes time to build up that faith. You know, we have it uh, as a mustard seed, but a mustard seed grows. It don't just stay that little bit of seed, it grows. But in order for that seed to grow, it has to be watered. We come in here and be watered with the word of God. So I couldn't believe just how God was making things so plain. And then he asked the question, do you trust me? Well, the only real and right reason was to say yes. But do not lie to God because he already know the answer. So he said, so why do we still worry? Why are so many people under so much stress? Why do you not give it over to me? So he took me to Matthew 11 and 28 that says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What in the world did the Lord teach us while he was here? Whenever he did anything, he looked to the Father. He didn't do anything of his own without seeking God first. So a lot of times when things are going on in our lives, it's because we didn't seek him first. So he's telling you, he's telling me, he's telling us, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will, and you will find rest for your souls. Again, the Lord is tired of his people struggling. So we've got to learn how to give it to God. We've got to learn how to trust in him. We've got to learn how to get into that word and, and seek what the Lord is saying to us. But he brought us here to KSL. We're being taught so much. That word and really SoundCloud is a blessing for those that can't make it in. But it's not to be used as a crutch to not come in. And I don't know where this is coming from because this is not in my notes. But the Lord wants us to know that he loves us. And the only way that we're going to grow in our faith is if we get into his word so we can learn to trust him. We're all here for a reason. We're all here when we could have been taken out. But the Lord loves us. Okay. And then he showed me, he said, I put this in Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. So he didn't want us to go all the way through the revelation to learn to trust him. He put it before us really early. So the Lord was revealing this to his people. He wants us to have that divine revelation so we can put our total trust in the Lord. So if you'll turn to Proverbs 3, we're going to read Proverbs 3, 
five through seven. And what the Lord has given me is basically he loves his people and he's tired of us hurting. He's tired of us struggling. He's tired of his people really not trusting him. He has so much for us. All right. So Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 7. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So a lot of times, you know, when we look at this, but I don't think we see the part that says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. But if we did, would we have gotten into some of the things that we've gotten into if we don't trust in the Lord to go to him and say Lord do you want me to do this do you want me to do that do you want me to marry this person do you want me to stay on this job even down to the littlest thing God is saying bring it to me first I will direct your path I will keep you from going down some of the wrong roads I will keep you from signing a contract that is not really a good one. So before we sign on any dotted line, tell that person, hey, I got to get before my Lord first. And you ain't even got to tell them that. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Because you don't know who you're dealing with. That person may not know the Lord. So... You, uh, again, we have to do things in decent and in order. Okay? God is good. So, again, while I'm getting this message, getting, and like I said, you know, he was kind of taking me in some different directions because, of course, I couldn't stay in the car all day long. <laughs> so, the, the way the Lord fixed it was I had some time in the house by myself. So when things got quieted down, you know, I began, you know, again to get back to the message. And I was thankful that, you know, when Bishop called me, it gave me some time, you know, to get the message together. I wasn't rushing. She didn't call me Friday and say, hey, I need you to speak on Sunday. You know, but again, in this house, we do things in decent and in order. One other thing um, that the Lord had done and this was maybe a month ago, was that I had, you know, a dream. And I saw Courtney in this dream. And for some reason, Courtney and I were trying to explain to everyone else, you know, we were trying to give an excuse or we were trying to give, uh, we were trying to make people see things Bishop's way. And I was like, when I woke up the next morning, I'm trying to figure out what in the world so then the, that Sunday, when we came in, you know, the bishop talked about order in the ministry. She was setting some things in order. And I said, okay. You know, but the Lord also says, when she put it in order, you don't have to go back trying to explain what she's doing. If the people are going to follow me, she's go they're going to follow the leadership that I place them under. So we have to remember that we were brought here. We were brought 
to KSL Ministries. Nobody is under contract to stay. Okay? So, really, he's saying you're here because you want to be here. Everybody that come in here every Sunday or whenever there's something going on in the ministry, it's because you want to be here. So, again, no one is under contract. We're here because we want to be here. We're here because you're getting something. If you weren't getting anything, you'd be hopping from church to church to church trying to find something. But the Lord meet us here. He stays here. He's covering the ministry when we're not here. God is so good to us that he brought us to a place where we're being educated. We're not just getting songs all day long and, you know, I'm not going to go there. But we're not just listening to music all day long trying to feel good. We're getting the word to help us. We're getting the word so that we can go out in the world. We can share that word. You don't even have to say anything, but your actions really do speak louder than words. It's how you carry yourself. You don't have to go out and say, I'm a this, I'm a that in the church. People see you. It doesn't even have to be about titles, but people see you. So one day at work, um, two ladies met me in the hallway, and they said, uh, we heard about a concert, and an elder Boykin was speaking. Is that you? I said, no, that ain't me. And so she said, um, well, we thought you were an elder. And I said, okay. You know, I don't have to tell them who I am in the ministry, but they see me. They see how I carry myself at work. I don't go visiting everybody. I'm not in everybody's business. But you carry yourself as a child of the Most High. It's not about titles, but it's about knowing who you serve and who you are. And that, in turn, helps you when you're out there in the world. God is good. Okay? So he also took me. Again, we're brought into a place where we're getting knowledge, where we're getting taught the word. You know, we have it available to us where we can go back and listen to it over and over and over until we get it down. And if you're here and the kids are screaming, so you miss something, you can go back to SoundCloud and, and add to your notes. All right, so let's go to Hosea uh, 4 and 6. And actually, you don't have to go there. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So again, he brought you all, us all, to KSL so we can be educated in that word. It is the word. We keep going back to the word, to the word, to the word. The word is God. Okay? So again, when Bishop was going over those six, those six rules, I mean, I was just like, wow, I've never heard it broken down like that. You know, the rules provided a revelation of the Lord's word. It was broken down. It, he's saying the word is all we need. Amen. The word is God. Amen. So that's what we need. 
we are told all the time in here that we need to make time for the word. We need to have a prayer life. We need to take time to sit down and break down that word so that we can have a full understanding of God's word. So before I even really got into the ministry, um, I would read the Bible, the King James Version, because I thought I was a big girl. Well, I, ain't, I didn't have any understanding of what it said, so I would put it down. And that's what a lot of people do. When they don't understand it, they won't read it. And I realized that this is what's going on with some of the kids in school. If they don't know how to read, if they don't have an understanding of what they're reading, they're not going to do no homework. They're not going to do any work. They're not going to get the education that they need in school. So we've got to make sure our children know how to read. Make sure that when they read something, they understand it. Okay? We can't allow the schools to be the only one teaching our children. We are the first teachers. They're in the home with us more than they are at school. So we, as parents, grandparents, loved ones, got to take the time out to make sure that the children know how to read. We were told to get our children a children's Bible. So again, they get to learn the word early. And so as I was saying that I would put the word down because I didn't have an understanding of it. And then one day um, I was at my mom's house and I was going through some drawers and I found a living word Bible. And I was like, okay. So I was reading. I understood it. But... I realized, you know, when I came on in the ministry, one of the reasons that I didn't understand what the King James Version was saying was because I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I didn't have him giving me that understanding. And then the ministry that I was going to at the time wasn't really breaking it down you know, wasn't really giving me an understanding of what I was reading. And at that time, you know, I had no clue about taking notes, never seen anybody in the church taking notes. And then I was brought to another ministry that brought me here. So by way of word of life, we're here. There's a lot of us that came from that uh, ministry to this one. And we're going higher and higher and higher in the word. We're getting more of an understanding because that word is being broken down. But again, the Lord is saying, okay, will the Lord ever be enough or are we looking for another? Are we looking for another? You know, yeah, you may be invited to some other places. So are you looking for another? Sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm going to my church home first. But if you have something on another day, maybe. But again, we have to seek the Lord because there are just some places that we shouldn't go. Even down to a ministry. There are just some places that we shouldn't go. Okay, we have to allow the Lord 
into the smallest things of our lives. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but it's just, it's just that important that we seek the Lord for everything. We seek the, today, we have to seek the Lord for the best time to go into a grocery store. There are many people that went into a store to get groceries and didn't come home. So today, the Lord is saying, my people, you know, am I enough for you? Are you seeking something else? We've got to get into this word. We've got to stay under the leadership that he chose for us. He's saying, where is your trust? Will we ever really fully trust in him? And that's in everything. Okay? Uh, so when the Lord was talking about fully trust, you know, he was, he was showing me about a time when I went to San Antonio, Texas. And this was many years ago. And they were doing a training exercise. You know how these companies will send you off for leadership training, and they want to kind of condition you to trust in them. And, you know, so they send you to these um, places, and they do different exercises. And one of the exercises that they were doing was you had to stand here, and somebody's going to stand behind you, somebody that you don't know or somebody you know that's been trying to get your position. And you, they're saying, okay, so we are trying to build trust in each other. And one way that I'm going to get you to trust your, your, your uh, coworker is that you stand there and you fall back and they're going to catch you. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Nuh-uh. I know this person been trying to get my position. You talking about falling and they going to catch me? No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Give me another exercise. <laughs> but the Lord is saying, do you trust me to fall back on me? Do you trust me? If you really get a revelation of who I am, and all that I am to you, you'll fall back on me. I will catch you. Trust me. Lean not to your own understanding. But when it comes to these coworkers, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't fall unless somebody's talking about catching me. Uh, my trust is in the Lord. <laughs> So if we go back to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, the Lord is saying, trust him. Okay? We can't do anything of our own accord. We've got to trust in him. So I also um, want to take you to, I don't know why the Lord was showing me Moses, you know, how uh, the children of Egypt was just crying out and crying out. And God chose Moses, you know, to go to Pharaoh. But he first had to go back and convince the children of Egypt that this was going to take place. Because they had no clue of who God was. 
Okay, so we're going to go to um, Exodus 3. So we in the new and the old. All right. Trying not to keep us here too long, but I got to give it to you the way God gave it to me. All right. And so we're going to start at verse 3, uh, verse 1. And then we're going to go on until the Lord says stop. Because he wants you to see something. It says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the, uh, beside the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Herod. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. Again, if... Um, I see a bush that's on fire but ain't burning, I just might take off, okay? All right, and that's a part of this message too. Uh, and says, he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, okay, while the bush is not burnt. That's not the average person. So Moses had to be chosen. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Y'all know when we come in here, it is holy ground. Amen. The Lord is here. Amen. Says, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. But he wasn't afraid to look at the bush. Okay. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. God see where we are. He see that we're struggling. Okay. And have there and heard their cry by reason of the taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land and unto the good land and a large until land flowing with milk and honey until the place of the Canaanites and all those other ites. Okay, we're going to go on to nine, to nine. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, who am I? Okay, the Lord chose him. When the Lord chooses you to do something, he already know you have in you what it's going to take because he's with you. We can't do anything of our own accord. We can't do anything. We shouldn't do anything without the Lord. Is what he was trying to say to Moses. I'm here with you. I'm talking to you. That should I go unto Pharaoh. 
and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he says, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve the God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, where I come unto the children of Israel, shall I say unto them, The God of your father has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? They didn't know him. They didn't know him. What shall I say to them? And this tells me that Moses was getting to know God. But God had been looking at him. Okay? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am sent me unto you. That I am is everything. The I am, we were just told, self-sufficient. Don't need anything else to add to it. I am. And when God say I am, look out. He's telling you anything you need, everything you need, come unto me. Don't seek everybody else. Come to me. I am. That's a powerful word. That's a powerful name to say I am. He didn't say, oh, I'm just the God of Isaac and Jacob. No, he said, I am. That's my name. But I'm telling you who I've already been a God to. Because that's what you recognize. See, when Bishop come up in here and give the word, you know, she has to break it down to us. And that's what she does. That's where the mission comes in, to be educated. A teacher in school don't just start out with the meat. They have to go through the basics. So in here, we get the basics and the meat. So thankful. Because if we were still in Jesus' wealth, oh my, we wouldn't be able to uh, do nothing to the spirits of this world. But God was saying, and that's where he told me to stop, is the revelation that he want his people to get is, I am. Who is I am? Once you realize who the great I am is in your life, you'll trust him. But not until then will you trust me. So again, he's asking the question of each and every one of us, do you trust me? If you don't, please get to know who I am. Get into my word. Read my word. Get into the prayer. John 1, 1 through 4. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He is I am. Get to know him. It says the same was in the beginning with God. We have got to learn how to break down this word. And when you don't, there are some times that I have thought about some things in the word of God. And when I come in here, it's being preached. Because God wants his people to get a true revelation of who he is. If we don't know who he is, we'll never serve him. Not with our true heart. We'll always be looking for something else. We'll always be looking for a better word. But God said, get to know who I am. 
You cannot pray and expect your prayers to be answered if you don't know him. If you don't trust him. If you're praying, who are you praying to if you don't trust him? What are you praying for if you don't trust him? But you want your prayers to be answered. So he's saying if there's any doubt, if there's any uh, uh, inkling of a doubt, I need you to get to know me for yourself. That intimate relationship with the word of God. Get into your prayer closet. Get into your car. Wherever you have that real peace where you can hear him. Because God is still talking. He's not quiet. But our world is so busy that we don't hear him. And then he told me, he said, I need you to be able to hear me in the house too. So that means I'm not going to always take that person out of the house. So that means you've got to figure out what else is going on. It might be some spirits there that you don't even know came in the house. Okay? So we've got to get before God and say, okay, what do you want me to do today? When you're cleaning, we need to be laying some hands. When you're wiping down stuff, when you're, you know, washing the clothes, you don't have to be screaming the word of God. You can be quietly speaking the word in your atmosphere and them devils going to go. And I'm not trying to call people in my house a devil. I'm just saying that spirits are out there and they attach themselves even when you're unaware of it. So we have to be mindful of our surroundings. The Lord is telling us, get that revelation. He wants to reveal himself in a way that you won't doubt him, that you won't doubt that he's real. If we doubt him, we can't teach anybody about him. We can't be a witness for him. We've got to trust him. The Lord will meet you where you are. He met me in the living word. And then when I came into a place where I realized there was a Holy Spirit, because where I was going, it wasn't taught. Uh, tongues, when I first heard that, I was like, what? My mother-in-law brought me to that ministry. And uh, I was like, where she brought me? I, didn't, I hadn't heard tongues before. Hadn't been taught. But oh my, when the Lord called me up one day, you know, call the line up. You know, if you want to be saved, come on up. And I did over and over and over until <laughs> at the time she was passing. And she said, don't you come up here no more. <laughs> but there was so much doubt in who the Lord was, didn't know anything about him. There are some times when you may be asked to uh, visit a place. And again, you have to be careful where you're going. You have to really get permission to go somewhere. Um, our bishop, when she's going somewhere, 
really, she don't invite the whole church. Because everybody is not at the level where they can really withstand some of the stuff that's being taught. And she don't want everybody being placed under that word. She know who's seasoned. So she's going to only ask those uh, individuals to come. And that's as a covering. Okay. So again, we were brought here for education so that our souls will be saved. We are sealed with that, that seal, that Holy Spirit, until that day. God wants us to get so much of his word down on the inside of us that we can't be fooled. But without him, if you don't have that real relationship with him, anybody that comes to a tent, you know, with a revival, you won't know if you're getting the true word. You might just be, um, you know, seeing somebody that can walk, but they're being healed to walk and being fooled. Those things still go on. So we're brought here so that we can be educated. God loves us so much, again, that he brought us up under this teaching. And I'm so thankful for the teaching that we get here. <laughs> so, you know, Bishop always talk about, um, you know, she's seen this or she was translated here or she, you know. And so I kept asking myself, um, have I ever seen an angel? You know, have I ever seen this or that? And the Lord said, you're not ready. Like, that, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> you ain't ready. I said, okay. So if anybody remembers early in this year, we had swarms. And uh, they came in the house. Well, I went and bought all this stuff. I gave it to Stacy and I left when to stay with my daughter. But then I was like, is he all right? I wonder. So when I went there the next day, of course he was all right. So the next, maybe the next week or so, they came out again, but we had sealed up places and everything, so we thought we were good. But only a few came in, because you know, we left a place for, they, for, you know, for them to come on in. And so I was like, no, I'm staying. I'm not gonna let nothing run me out of my house. All right, so we got that under control, was going to sleep. Well, I saw, you know, if you've ever seen bees, they are together. So they're like this big thing, this, you know, a lot of them together. And so when I saw this come in the room, I put my head up under the covers. Lord, so I see I told you, you ain't ready. <laughs> and to this day, I still don't know what I saw. But it couldn't have been a swarm of them because, you know, I would have seen something, you know. But, Lord, since see, I told you you're not ready. Be careful what you're asking the Lord to let you see. Because God really does know where you are in your faith. And he will show you when you don't believe him. So when you're asking 
to see an angel. And that's why I'm saying, Moses, you looking at a bush that ain't burning, but you stand. You're not running. Okay. Because like I said, if I had seen a bush that was not burning, I would have been out of there. Because as we know, bushes burn, trees burn, but that wasn't happening. So, but anyway, God had evidently already been working on Moses because he stayed. And God was able to use him. And in order for us to be ready when God calls us to be used, we've got to get in the word. We've got to learn how to trust him. We've got to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, I need you to pick up a loaf of bread because when you get back home, it's not going to be any. It's just that, it's just that small. Because there are times when I can walk down an aisle, an aisle at the store and I'll look at something and go on. But for whatever reason, I go back down that same aisle and I look at that same thing and I don't get it. But when I get home, <laughs> now why didn't I pick that up? Yes, the Lord wants to be that influenced in your life that you listen to him when he tells you, don't go to the store today. I need you to go tomorrow because, you know, he, he's not going to even tell you why. But that's where that trust gets built up. If you do what the Lord is telling you to do, but you got to recognize his voice. A lot of people speak, but it's not always of the Lord. So we've got to get an understanding of when you're hearing the Lord, it's going to line up with his word. The Lord is not going to have you, you know, going here and there and running all over the place and running to this place and running to that place. He wants you to, he, he put us here in KSL. So this is where the word goes for, for us. This is where the word is broken down in a way that can, it can help us build up trust and build up our faith in the Lord that we serve. So I said, okay, Lord, you know, I'm, uh, when I found out that, you know, those swarms are attracted to light, and so the house was dark, I don't like the dark. No, I don't like the dark. But when I saw that thing and I put my head up under the cover, that also hurt me because I realized I still need to work on my faith. Because if the Lord was trying to show me something in that cloud or whatever that was, I missed it. You don't ever want to miss God. Because he has so much for us. And, yeah, it'll come back around, but we're wasting time. But the Lord is saying, I need my people to get a revelation of who I am. I need them to understand that I am, that I am, that I am, that I am. I'm enough. You don't have to go anywhere else. You're in a place where 
the word is going forth. And he brought me back to wrap it all up by saying KSL's mission to educate through the preached gospel a message that will cause souls to be one for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We are brought here by the Lord. Even if it was somebody inviting you, something tugged on you and made you come and then stay. Because if you're not getting what is making some kind of change in your life, you're not going to stay. But I'm so thankful that the Lord brought me here because I've been getting more and more of the word and more of the word. And I found, when I was going back through my notes, I found where I was writing things like, okay, she read this, but go back and read the whole thing. And this is why the Lord had me to read all of certain chapters because he wants you to get into all of his word, not just the old or not just the new. His word is his word. It's not going to change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And then he's saying, I am everything you need me to be in your life. But I need you to trust me. And if you're in a place where, yeah, maybe you missed him or you know, at, at that point where I'm putting my head up under the covers and I'm realizing, no, I'm still learning. And then I ask myself, if I had seen an angel, what in the world would I do? But then the Lord showed me where when the angels come in, they're telling you, fear not. So again, be careful what you're asking for. What you're asking the Lord to let you see. If you're asking him to let you see a miracle, he'll let you see a miracle. You're asking him to let you see angels. He will let you see an angel. But please be ready. But that's going to take time. You've got to get a revelation of who the Lord is in your life before he will bring all those other things to you. He wants you to know who he is. It's not about the angels. He wants you to know who he is. He's everything. When he said, I am, that's it. But get to know who I am is. Get to know who he is and what he is. To me, he's everything. I'm still learning. I'm still coming. And I'm so thankful that the Lord brought me here to KSL Ministries. I'm so thankful for the gifts that are in this house. Because we are taught. We are we. We have a leadership. We have leadership that get before him to find out what do you want my people to hear today. And I often find that when the word goes forth, it's something that I needed at that time. And sometimes when I've gotten back to work, I needed it for that appointed time. So God knows what we need. And that's why he say, I am. But you got to have a revelation of who I am. And that's all I have. <laughs>